2: On the Embarcadero, San Francisco, California, Chef Ryan McElray. Chef, how are you?
3: I'm excellent. So excited.
2: You know, I always begin with a little clink of the glass, you know, to good times. Cheers, Chef. Cheers. Um, We're going to have our very impressive wine director come in tell us all about the wine. Come on in here. Don't be shy. Introduce yourself to our friends listening. My name is Sergio Blandon, and I'm the wine director for the Alora Restaurant Group. So, Sergio, we have a red here. Actually, no, no. Chef's drink first. What's Chef drinking?
3: Chef is drinking a, um, a domestic wine, utilizing uh, Italian varietals, uh, Ribola Bianca and Friulano, with a little bit of Chardonnay to add complexity. Perfect pairing with the uh, 100-layer uh, lasagna that we serve in the restaurant.
2: Oh, my gosh, I can smell it. we are going to tuck into that in a moment. And then you've given me this beautiful, big, bold red.
3: What do we have? Beautiful, obscure, aromatic, perfumey, uh, Lebanese wine from the Beka Valley, a blend of uh, a Sol grenache, bringing those uh, amazing, like uh, potpourri, dry rose petal aromas that perf- uh, amazing with the uh, dishes that ga- uh, contain game, like gamey dishes.
2: Well, listen, we thank you right there. Anyone who serves us wine, we love you. We just met uh, Chef Ryan. Let's go back in time. We'll get to the wine. Wait, actually, it'd be naughty to not have a little sip. We should have a little sip. Exactly. Okay? One more time. Cheers, Chef. Thanks. Here we go. A little sip. Oh, yeah. hmm. You know, people listening at home love the sound of other people drinking and enjoying themselves. <laughs> That's good. Gift from the gods right here in my glass. How was yours?
3: Uh, delicious, delicious. Paired really well with that lasagna.
2: Let's take a journey back in time. Vancouver, British Columbia, my favorite city outside San Francisco in North America. Uh, growing up there, what were you eating? What was coming out of the kitchen at home? What was on the table? What's the cuisine of Vancouver.
3: Well, similar to San Francisco, you have a lot of great uh, raw natural products. So obviously salmon from up there grew up, you know, around a lot of fishermen and uh, and having little little salmons all the time in the season. And then the produce and everything, um, you know, maybe not as good as Northern California, but pretty close. The Okanagan Valley, all the stone fruits, um, just great products growing up. And, and, you know, it's a really natural place. So lots of, you know, home jam making, home sort of stuff like that, uh, a lot of family canning vegetables. And, and jams and that sort of thing. So,
2: And that proximity to wine country too, not too far away. Incredible wines being produced. Perfect pinots and many other varietals as well, right?
3: Yeah, up in the Okanagan Valley and different wine regions in, in British Columbia really coming along.
2: At some point, cooking stirred up a little fire in your belly. Uh, do, you, do you remember firstly your first triumph in the kitchen? Do you remember at home something you cooked and went, hmm, okay, I got... Maybe I'm onto something here. Was there a moment, or how did this all come to be for you?
3: Even as, even as a small kid, I was a bit of an olive addict. Mm-hmm. So it was Greek salad. Where I grew up in, Br- in British Columbia and Vancouver, uh, Kitsilano is a, a large Greek uh, neighborhood. So we'd always go out for family dinners at Greek restaurants, and I just loved Greek salad. To this day, it's probably one of my favorite salads. So feta and Kalamata olives is sort of my thing. Well, full circle almost.
2: We're we're, going to come here to Elora. But you decided to take it seriously. You went to culinary school, correct?
3: Yep. Went to culinary school on um, Vancouver Island at Nanaimo College.
2: And the takeaway from those days at college?
3: Uh, Yeah, it was a good crash course in French cooking. Learning to make terrines and and chauffeur and all those sorts of things uh, introduced me to the world of cooking. Yeah.
2: Oui, c'est bon. (laughs) We'll end it there. Uh, What brought you south what brought you to the bay area and were the stops prior after leaving vancouver
3: uh, yeah when i was 25 i moved to new york to be an opening sous chef for gordon ramsey at the london yeah uh from new york i went to las vegas hubert keller for fleur de Lis. uh from
2: <gasps> my heart my friend <laughs> Hubert. He, uh-huh. he is like a brother to me. I love that man so much. I just texted him yesterday morning. So you, you learn so from nice. one of the masters, so nice. right?
3: Well, a great chef, but even greater DJ. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, may, I may have gone on down with my bad self. Well, uh, Hubert is DJing. Family. We used to throw... Uh, sorry, don't be to pull it back to me, but I will for 15 seconds. Chef Hubert and I threw a Halloween party for a few years with another DJ, Frenchie the Freak, and then we yeah. did New Year's Eve parties, one at 25 Lusk, so you know, uh, you know. He can not just uh, whip it up in the kitchen, but he knows the platters that matter. Uh, His music head is impressive as well. So great mentors going from Ramsey to Hubert Keller. That's that's quite a jump, right? Mm -hmm. Both masters, both brilliant in their own way, right?
3: Yeah. And, uh, you know, in my earlier years, it was more about French cooking and and sort of manipulating stuff. And then over time, then I moved to Napa Valley where I was a chef uh, near the opening for Bottega. Yeah. Uh, So and then I spent about four or five years cooking Italian food uh, and then we started researching coqueta So I started traveling to Spain spent a couple years developing the menu for coqueta and really learning Spanish food And from then I've opened uh, three Spanish restaurants in San Francisco I,
2: I hope you took lots of trips to Spain research and development was important, right?
3: Yeah, I've been to every region for Homona Birico, all, all five DOs. Um, that's really great. <laughs> I, I, I recommend a Homona Birico de Bayo to trip anywhere. But I've been to every region in Spain. I've spent months uh, traveling and eating and stuff. So it's, it's, it's a good part of the job. A
2: meat tour sounds like heaven to me.
3: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, so... For this restaurant, for Alora, actually, we got to travel to Rome. So I went to Italy for the first time. We went to Athens and we went to Istanbul. So, Istanbul. You can see all those flavors sort of reflected oh, yeah. in this menu.
2: So, you did your work, you took those trips, and you brought home inspiration that came up with the Alora menu. Firstly, what's behind the name?
3: Uh, It's beautiful dream is what it means, Uh, and it's just you know with the space itself seemed a little bit feminine. The the name uh, runs that way, and it just sort of uh, a mystery um, and and sort of intriguing with with what we're doing with the food. uh, Because
2: the word itself, Alora, Italian, Mm -hmm. means
3: it's ancient ancient um, Latin, and then uh, means a beautiful dream or beautiful dreamer.
2: you walk in here it's a bit of a dream it's a great setting uh let's talk the menu so chef after all those trips you got to come up with a menu uh you got to make it sing was it tough to take things off or to put things on how do you go about it where do you begin with that process
3: yeah the original menus are, are always a bit large and then you edit it down yeah but for us we sort of based it around some crafts so we do a lot of bread so in-house sourdough bread our pitas and our focaccia um so you and then our in-house pasta program so we're just basing it a lot a lot a lot of different crafts and making things from scratch uh spending our time there and then we uh, have a special kebab grill where we're doing spanish pinchos we do greek souvlaki and uh for t- you today we cook the uh turkish adana kebab which is the spice kebab of I mean,
2: istanbul my gosh uh, just smelling this coming off the grill uh, you playing it up talk us through the entire dish uh how's it appear on the menu uh, and talk us through it
3: so on the menu it's uh, under the donna kebab uh we have the zatar flatbread so that one's a 72 hour ferment uh, there's a small amount of einkorn flour all our fl- flowers are from central milling so local organic flours that gets cooked in our pita oven topped with uh Comfy garlic oil and za'atar spice the kebab itself is a mix of beef and lamb um, there's little tricks to do it it's ground twice and then you paddle it to get sort of the fat to cream out to get that perfect texture and we add a little bit of baking soda to actually leaven uh-huh. the meat and gives it a little springiness Uh, And then it has serrano chilies, Aleppo chili. There's some Calabrian chili and some arbol chili. So different chilies and spices in there. Uh, Sumac onion salad on top of that. And then to the side we got two sauces. Our tum which is our garlic and lemon uh, sauce. It's similar to an aioli but with no eggs. It's emulsification. And then our fermented harissa which takes nine days to make. Uh, We ferment uh, chilies and peppers for a week and then mix it with a bunch of different spices, shallots, ginger, garlic, and then dehydrate that down into a paste.
2: Oh my word. You know what? I need a drink, Chef. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's a, let's, let's take a breath. Oh my Cheers. word. Mm. Cheers, Chef. A lot of love, a lot of patience, uh, a lot of history on that plate right there. Next door, this isn't just any old lasagna, it's the 100 layer lasagna inspired by what? Talk us through the dish.
3: So it's inspired by the 100-layer lasagna uh, from Del Posto, Chef Mark Ladner. But our version, we're doing anduja pomodoro. So it's an anduja lasagna. So the layers are egg pasta, bechamel, parmesan cheese, bolognese, and then that tomato infused with the uh, anduja sausage. So we do about 50 layers of that and then set that overnight and sear it in a pan much like a steak so you get a crust all along the top of it and then on a bed of more of the anduja pomodoro and then we just made it rain uh parmesan reggiano over the top
2: you did make it rain <laughs> uh so here we are uh a few weeks into service right uh how's it been so far i mean going full throttle opening the doors and being here on the embarcadero downtown san francisco where all the action is so far the journey
3: yeah we're very excited. it's so nice to be so close to the water you know we can just see it right out of the windows uh, new restaurants you know it's it's uh, every day it gets a little bit better. I say it's like a, like a uh, it's like a um, a puzzle and at the beginning there's no pieces and every day you put one and then one more and eventually you get enough pieces that it looks like a real restaurant and yeah. everyone recognizes it so we're just getting out of that sort of fog of figuring where everything is and how everybody does anything It's real exciting
2: well chef Ryan, I know that weather is good food uh, i know for me my nose leads me to the good stuff they will come they already are the word is out and uh, people are happy with what they're uh, experiencing so far the minute you walk in here a really really cool design who's behind the look feel of the restaurant
3: so our architect that did some of the uh, other restaurants for the rue group uh new and vikram the owners worked with him on the design inside of here
2: Yeah, well, listen, loving it. I'm excited to have uh, dinner and have the full-on experience. For those who've not been to Alora, why should they come?
3: Uh, Beautiful place by the by the bay. Um, Gorgeous uh, food, fabulous cocktails. It's gonna be a real fun place to be. We didn't even get to
2: have a cocktail together. That's coming, Uh, Chef Ryan. A real joy to be with you to chat, friends. Do yourself a favor, make your resi soon, Alora. 101 Embarcadero, downtown San Francisco, just along from the Ferry Building. More on Chef Ryan's story and the Alora story at kcbsradio.com.
1: And click on Foodie Chap. Cheers, Chef. Cheers.
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's
0: go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly